I'm Kyla Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Jay Johnson, the CEO of a hospital system. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kyle. Happy to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what the CEO of a hospital system is and what it's like to be one? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, you know, I get this question quite a bit because it's it's often hard to describe what, what I do, but I am basically in charge of the operations of our two hospitals and 20 clinics. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of administration that goes into making uh, all of those things operate beyond what most people see, which is the care that's provided by the doctors and nurses and, and other people on the, on the healthcare team. Cool. That sounds like a really interesting job. Thank you. Yeah. So what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work? You know, one of the things I like the most about my job is my days are never the same. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of looking at, at my calendar, what I've done this week. And uh, one of the interesting things that I've done this week is I've had about 10 speaking engagements, which is a lot more than I normally do. But um, so I've, I've had several of those. And, uh, you know, of course, you'd probably think uh, we I hire and fire people. Um, we create different policies. I, I, I spend a lot of my day um, in different meetings and Zoom meetings like this and mm-hmm. conference calls and really coordinating with people to make sure that the, the strategy of our organization and what we're trying to accomplish gets done. Oh, that seems like a a lot of stuff to do every day. Absolutely. It's ne- the work is never finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you first know you wanted to do with this? Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. And uh, fortunately, we had a family friend that had this job in the community I grew up in. And, and uh, I started talking to him about it. And he really encouraged me. And that's really how I went and how I got interested in it. That's a really cool story. So did you do anything else before this? And can you tell us a bit more about the path you took to get here? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I, I, I actually, I didn't. Well, of course, I've had some, I'm the CEO of this organization, but I had some, um, some more junior positions earlier in my career. Um, but yeah, when I started um, in college, uh, I decided that's, that's what I wanted to do. So there's pretty much a, there is a traditional career path to getting here. Mm-hmm. You need a bachelor's degree. And then I also have what's called a master of health administration. So I have a master's degree, uh, used mm-hmm. to be called a master of hospital administration. So the school I went to was pretty traditional in teaching people how to operate a hospital and what all goes into that. Mm-hmm. So I learned that in my graduate work. And, and then I've had several positions that prepared me to finally be the CEO of our organization. And I've been here about 12 years now. Oh, wow. So what do you like most and least about your job? Yeah, the most it's, it's the people, it's relationships. Yeah. Getting to know people like you and, uh, and then the other people that I work with. And, uh, I think that's probably, I bet a lot of your people that get on here say that same thing. Um, so relationships and creating success together, um, caring for the people that come to us and helping them get better and get relief. So um, those are all the things that are, are rewarding in a, any career in healthcare, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worst part is anything that's negative. You know, if you've got yeah. a 
talk to someone about maybe they're not doing their job as well as they could be, or maybe you have to talk to somebody about that, you know, they no longer um, can continue to work here. Those are the, no one likes doing that. That's the, the things that aren't fun, but are necessary. So, but there is, you know, 95% of the job is way more fun than the 5% that's not. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now a word from our sponsor. Looking for a way to start making some good money this summer? Start picking up plastic film recyclables like shipping air pillows, plastic bags, plastic packaging, and more from your neighbors. These items can't be put in your curbside recycling bin, but they can be recycled at multiple locations throughout your city. I started doing this over a year ago in my neighborhood, and I make about $150 a month for about an hour of work. I don't know about you, but that's way more than my normal allowance. I even teamed up with my good friend Micah and created a course that teaches you exactly how to create a business like this yourself. Check out kidsgreenteam.com for more information. Okay, let's get back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job? Um, it was. Most places are going to require a... Um, to you to have a master's degree and use it in yeah. either health administration or in uh, business administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there are a, quite a few uh, that are changes in the industry, even since I started that are um, it's not uncommon for physicians or nurses to be running hospitals these days too, but they usually go back and have that business degree to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make? And what's the long-term income potential? You know, it can be really big, just depending on how high in the industry you, um, you climb. It, starting mm-hmm. salaries, typically, you know, you're not going to start out as the CEO of an organization. So yeah. right out of school, um, if you have no experience, you're probably looking at fifty to 80000 a year as your starting wage. Uh, many people that are getting the degree are already in the in healthcare and looking to advance. So if they already have a lot of healthcare experience, you know, you, it wouldn't be uncommon to get your first job at 100. 100. Oh, wow. And then, um, you know, there's the largest system in the world. I mean, those the, those five or 10, those people that run that those organizations, you know, they make in the millions a year. So it all depends on how large the organization is you work for. That's a lot of variation. Yeah, there is a large gap. Yeah. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more or less? Yeah, that's definitely what's scheduled. Um, mm-hmm. Really, when you get in a position like this, I hate to say it, you're really never off. Mm-hmm. You know, the phone is always on. Um, even on vacation, you take business calls, Um you take calls on the weekend. Sometimes you have to come in, but you know, from a scheduled perspective, pretty much no more than seven to seven each day. Um, but even that varies. So one week you may work 50 hours. The next week you may work 70 hours, but you know, it, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're in charge of an entire organization, you just, you don't really have a choice than to always be available. Okay. So do you like, like working those hours? Yeah, I do, because it also gives you a whole lot of flexibility. I don't have to do it all here at my desk. I'm calling you now from my office. It doesn't all have to be here. So, you know, sometimes I can be at home or like I said, if you're taking a call on vacation. So you have quite a bit of freedom to to go different places, too. So which really helps um, back to the original question on 
what I do day to day, it really helps with having a lot of variety and making the job fun and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that seems nice. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for the job? You know, keep your mind open. I think it's great the number of careers that you're exploring because most people don't think of hospital administration as a job, especially when you're growing up. You don't think, unless you know someone, you don't realize that's even an occupation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, young people that are wanting to get into it, um, you, there's a lot of different avenues. Um, many people even start off in, in one of the sciences, whether it's uh, in one of the provider roles like doctor, nurse, respiratory therapist, physical therapist, all those different jobs. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of paths to doing it. It's just a matter of um, you, you know, carving the way that works for you and what you want to do. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. So this one was borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a bestselling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best and most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Because um, you could easily go to the, hear the word investment, you think money. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've never had a home run investment, so I don't know. I don't have any financial advice to give you. But, you know, uh, really, I think in life, back to my comment earlier about what I like the most, and that's the relationships and work with the people. I think to have a fulfilling life, one of the things to, to do is to invest it, invest your time in people and your loved ones. And, you know, probably the best time that, that I spend is with my family and my friends and, you know, to be a good, good member of a family and to be a good friend, it, it takes time and investment and interest in other people. And so I think uh, for a great life, that's what you need to invest your, your time and energy in is relationships. That's good advice. So is there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on? You know, there really is. There's one that really stands out for me. There's two or three, but one that stands out the most. It's kind of an interesting story because the, probably the, the time I really had to reassess what I was doing and how I was doing it was the job I have now, I had applied for. So I've had this job since 2010. Wow. And it was open in 2003 also, and I applied for it there, and I made it to the top two candidates, and I wasn't chosen. Mm. So that really bothered me because I wanted the job, but I'll tell you, after not getting it, it made me refocus on my career, made me refocus on the things I was spending my time on. And you know, looking back on that time, I wasn't ready. But mm-hmm. that additional seven years in between the two prepared me to be ready. So I've, I've probably done something right or I, they wouldn't have kept me around for 12 years. So uh, I think that was a, a failure that I had that ended up being a positive. That's, that's actually a really good question. Yeah, thanks. So is there a person in your life like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? You know, there are, we probably all, as we go through life, have a lot of people that impact us. Um, I've had several mentors that helped me along the way. Uh, my grandfather was really important to me growing mm-hmm. up. And my parents sure have been too. Interesting, you know, the, the person that's probably meant the most for me and my success is my spouse, my wife. 
she, it's hard to do these kind of jobs without having support at home and, mm-hmm. you know, having a, a stable home life has allowed me to, to do a lot of things and be successful. So thank you to my wife, Sarah. Yeah, that's great. I hope that I hope she listens to the episode and gets to hear that. I do too. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Probably not. Uh, you know, the only thing that that comes to mind that I've thought of if I wanted to do, is there another career I would have chosen? I actually don't think there is. I've, I've really enjoyed my career. Um, the, the one thing that advice that I give to people that are interested in doing what I do often is uh, I've wondered if I should have and could have been in this role quicker if I had like chosen a, a career that allowed me to actually do healthcare, like be a doctor, be a nurse and have that kind of role. A lot of people, um, especially running a hospital, he works so much with nurses. If I were to change anything, I'd probably consider um, getting a nursing degree as well and, and uh, providing that care um, while I was doing my training. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's a big need for really great nurse leadership in our hospitals. And so uh, I don't know that I would change it, but that's something I've considered. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? Work hard, study hard. Uh, I have twin boys that are freshmen in college. And one of the things I tell them that I, that I and that I really believe is there's really nothing that you're not smart enough to do. Mm-hmm. Some things require more effort, though. It's not hard. It just takes time. Sometimes it takes time to master the skill, whether it's studying in class or learning a new subject. Um, unless you have some uh, a form of a learning disability, you can probably learn anything you set your mind to. What ends up happening is people have other things that they want to focus on or time they'd rather be spending, and it requires some mental discipline to stay focused on your studies. So I think that's what um, people growing up need to keep in mind. And you can pretty much achieve most anything you'd like as long as you set your mind to it. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Now it's time for the joke of the day. Okay. What position does a ghost play in hockey? You tell me. Ghoulie. All right. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.